0: buddy.
1: It's good to be together
0: again. Good to be together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the drop 2022, not 2023 as Rami and I have often (laughs) unfortunately sped ahead through all of this. Uh, 2022 has already been quite a thing here at digital film tree. And in the midst of all of it, explosive, overwhelming gratitude for how much has been coming at us, we moved forward with going to South by Southwest. And it was a really incredible time for us because not only did we get to host two featured panels, one with the Umbrella Academy, where showrunner, Steve Blackman, a director and executive producer, Jeff King, and producer and senior VFX supervisor, Everett Burrell, joined us on stage to talk about bringing the Umbrella Academy to life, which, oh my God, is it overwhelming the amount of fans that seek us out, which huge, massive shout out to the Umbrella Academy fans. The fact that you care about the VFX of the show, everything that goes into bringing your favorite characters to life has been a huge like honor and overwhelming awesomeness for me like they blow us up on social media anytime anytime steve or jeff or we post anything they blow us up so that was really cool and we're so glad that so many of you were able to come out to that panel and then also ted strikes back where um lacan our editor actually put it best the fact that we had Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso himself, Coach Beard, Brendan Hunt, and Roy Kent, yeah. Brett Goldstein Together. come on to talk to Kip Kroger and Melissa McCoy, editor uh, Melissa McCoy, editor of Ted Lasso and Kip Kroger, supervising producer or as Romy likes to call him Emmy award-winning yes. supervising producer, Kip our Kroger. Bud,
1: our bud, Kip, that we've known since he was a PA. You on know.
0: Scrubs. Yes, and
1: so. I should say they joined you on stage, um, and it, it struck me when I was sitting there in the, the back room with all these, you know, world leaders walking by, and, you know, I won't get into who was in the back but room. But it was
0: so fun. It was literally the head of Planned Parenthood. I will get into it. Because I think we're going to touch on that, like how wildly important of a conference South by Southwest is. Yes, it's not just a film festival. No,
1: it it was a place where I realized that there's cultural narratives being incubated, being tested. It's like tip of the spear across NFTs. Dolly Parton has Dolly Parton
0: released an NFT. NFT.
1: Like and and it's also like it was striking to me how much presence scripted and scripted TV had at South South by Southwest because that's kind of our area, and and it was my first time like I've the only reference I have is NAB and other similar shows and in, in that
0: have you been to Sundance?
1: Well, Sundance is where I got to sharpen my teeth because we did Napoleon Dynamite, Mm -hmm. which became an international phenomena because of Sundance. Mm -hmm. At the time, I think South by Southwest was just another, kind of like Tribeca.
0: Napoleon Dynamite, what year was that?
1: Oh hell if I know it was like 2003 2004-ish
0: So South by was absolutely a force enough so for that to have been one of my first years I think 2005 was my first year but
1: Sundance really had the gravity
0: Sundance was the, the thing yeah the thing and yes. one of my
1: friends became a CTO at Sundance so I used to go there because I can ski so it was easy <laughs> and also it was you know even way back then, all these folks from Los Angeles would come out and they would be on their cell phones and being important and hoity-toity. And then you have all the locals in Park City. And I love that contrast because it was mm-hmm. surreal. Like it transforms in that time. Now that's a reference point. Going to NAB for almost 20 years as a reference point. But South by Southwest was truly different because there was music. As I mentioned, there was TV, which you know was near and dear to me. And then there was politics and problem solving, you know, like new innovations and in well technology. There was a shit ton of stuff about cars, you know, like I love cars. It was truly overwhelming and we, I didn't actually get to see it because we were working so hard. Mm-hmm. I was there to support you in terms of doing drop episodes in addition to two panels. And on top of all that, we just worked on Lizzo. Amazon Unscripted Project, having no idea that we would walk into a place with thousands of people and seeing Lizzo Mm -hmm. on stage and what she said and what she spoke about. The more I'm in the industry and we have these agency casting calls, I don't see me reflected in, you know, the dancers. And then one day I said, you know what, motherfucker, if I gotta get a TV show (laughs) to bring some awareness to this, then pull up my sleeves and let's go. <laughs> like it felt like it felt comfortable to be there. Like DFT it had, had an impact, but a lot of that was because you've you've invested your time in South mm-hmm. by Southwest for the better part of 15 years.
0: Well, and so that was a huge I mean, you know, this would have been our third year at South by Southwest. But obviously 2020, it was canceled within literal days of the conference yes and that was a government regulation it was shut it down we can't do this the
1: pandemic to me not to cut you off was south by southwest cancelled and then stanford university changed their on-campus policy absolute domino. those two things it
0: was an absolute domino and we were
1: connected to both entities mm-hmm. that was so crazy and then the rest of the world followed soon mm-hmm.
0: well so and speaking of connected entities part of why that was such a big deal in 2020 we were supposed to host a panel with American cinema editors on diversity or representation in the edit room and below the line and that's remained a core value a core uh, narrative of anything that we do even in the following year where we did we came back 2021 we were invited back in a featured session with bill lawrence kip again melissa again and aj cataline both melissa and aj represent american cinema editors and so we wanted to continue evangelizing post-production in that capacity it was called emotion in the edit and it was huge it was one of the most watched online sessions so this year it was really cool to actually be able to take the stage. Yes. And until Dolly Parton showed up <laughs> like a week after us, we were the second most attended panel at South by Southwest behind Lizzo. And that show which they they even had a giant like live experience across the street from the convention center. Yep. But Lizzo herself, I mean That room holds, I think, like four or 5,000 people, and they had an overflow room. It was packed. We had about 1,000 people in our room and an overflow session. Yeah. In ours. But P.S., that's not the only... Like, we had not just three shows, but we even had a fourth, because Gaslit, Sam Esmail's show, premiered at South by Southwest. It was
1: bananas. It was wild. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if that'll ever happen again, and I hope it does, but...
0: If we have anything in
1: it. <laughs> Shows we were working on were relevant at South by Southwest. And again, going back to Lizzo, she's from Houston. It was kind of like a homecoming. There was visceral energy. I was up there with my iPhone just, you know, shooting the cast and crew because I recognized them. And then when we met some of the cast and crew that we hadn't met before, it was just it, such, a, such a cool experience. Going back to Umbrella Academy, you know, hanging out with Jeff King and Steve Blackman and Everett. So Everett's, Everett, you know, I feel very comfortable with and, but I was never like intimidated, like, hey, we're hanging out with the showrunner, with the executive producer. They were so cool, mm-hmm. you know, and they seemed to be excited by what we were excited by.
0: Well, and the other cool thing, like, I, I love Jeff King, I love Steve Blackman, But to me, Everett Burrell, having been the VFX supervisor on Pan's Labyrinth, Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth, will forever flatten me. But just so smart, so joyful when he talks about the work that so much of it came out, and you'll hear it here first, but we are going to do a companion series to the Umbrella Academy when it launches on June 22nd.
1: And that was announced on the panel. It was
0: announced on the panel.
1: Just do a little scroll of the collective body of work of just those three people, mm-hmm. Evert, Steve, and Jeff. And, you know, it, it's humbling. Um, and they got to experience it just like us. Mm-hmm. On the lasso thing, you cannot make that up. I, I hope people watch the panel because it was, you know... I. I was there to help. Like, how can I support you, Nancy? Like, there's so much going on here. I'm truly overwhelmed. That included very detailed itineraries that Nancy... Uh, generated for not just me individually and
0: like two people read like, them.
1: <laughs> but well i i actually did read it on the plane but it's just when you don't have context to where you're going and what it is it is kind of overwhelming and i get to be like an idiot with you and it's like okay because i'm like i i don't know like yeah. there's so much happening and you felt very comfortable but you were throwing this curveball because of the time zone change.
0: Ladies and gentlemen who do not know, America has daylight savings time, as does the UK, but for some reason, they happen just a couple of weeks apart.
1: (laughs) And we got caught in
0: that crosshairs. Yeah. So the Ted Lasso panel, for as detailed and much effort as we put into planning, um, I gotta I gotta insert a shot of Kip Kroger in the back yeah. of the session with cat ears as headphones on producing the crap out of that. Like yeah. Kip Kroger a hundred percent, God bless you, sir, made that happen.
1: Look, when when we had a quick chat right before you went up on stage with everybody, right? And I said it's probably gonna be challenging because of the zoom dropouts and that's exactly what happened you have so much on your shoulders i know it had weight on you like it wasn't perfect it was but the thing is is that's what makes it so cool because you had jason you had beard mm-hmm. um they started well no jason came last but mm-hmm. i think beard popped up like oh, there's beard Ah! Oh! everyone starts clapping and then little by little, they started entering through the Zoom switching that was going on at South by Southwest. And it was something you cannot make up, but I think that's what makes it more special because mm-hmm. they were super genuine. Um, I think if they only knew the audience that was facing them, if only it, they will see it once mm-hmm. we edit it, because we it was like a packed house. It
0: was, and I, even, I had to keep telling myself that like, and it's the same as any day here at DFT, i have to keep telling myself or i have to listen to you when you say like dance we're doing it this is a win it's okay and so i took this video of an absolute packed crowd standing room only hungry chomping at the bit for this panel to start and even the only people there on stage were me and kip and melissa yeah and they knew that the only people we had announced at that point were Brett and Brendan, Roy and Beard. It hadn't been announced until that morning that Jason was going to join us. Yeah. And I got to tell you, not only the best people in the world go to South by Southwest, no offense to any other conference, but these are literally people who not only believe that one person can make a difference in this world, but are actively trying to. To not just, I mean, they have South by Southwest Eco, South by Southwest Education, South by Southwest Gaming, South by Southwest Comedy, mm-hmm. South by Southwest Film, South by Southwest Music, South by Southwest Interactive. Mm. It is full court press so yeah. far as every kind of way that we can make an impact on this world and our responsibility to one another.
1: Yeah.
0: It is represented. So to be in an audience where like the line wrapped outside the com- the convention yeah. center.
1: We had to break through the line,
0: you know. Yeah.
1: On multiple occasions. <laughs>
0: and so, you know, to have to have this team, like Lasso and Umbrella, these are very tight knit teams. And especially on Lasso where we're dealing with so many tech challenges, to crack a few jokes beard and roy well you know
1: hold on beard and roy are coming in separate cars separate
0: cars to set
1: the (laughs) locker room i think jason's already there in one of the rooms he popped on on
0: on location oh he was on location
1: and he came in late yes so just think about it from roy's perspective they're hearing the laughter early on Mm -hmm. and then when roy said what the fuck is going on no to quote
0: him this is a fucking disaster oh yes
1: (laughs) So that, that was so like loud, the laughter, it was gut, it was a gut thing. And he had no idea who was in the room, but he would Mm -hmm. hear the sound, right? So once we piece it all together, to me, those are the memorable situations. It's not when it goes perfect. And also the fact that a lot of people we met at the conference, when they would find out that, Mm -hmm. why are you here? You know, you're meeting new people. Ted Lasso, I had a lady just like reveal her life and how important that show was. So when you were asking, you know, those questions, you were doing it vicariously on behalf of people we had met. You know, and and, you know, when you're running the show and you hear these erudite or these kind of, you know, emotional questions Mm -hmm. and how you were trying to piece it together... It's got to be hard for the people creating the content, and I think that's what we're about—the people creating the content and how we we how you would try to translate it. Like this is what happens behind the scenes, but sometimes shows have impact on oh, culture. Yeah, and Lasso is one of those shows. Umbrella is one of those shows. I was going to say so. And is Lizzo Umbrella, and so w- is Lizzo. already one so of those shows. to
0: unpack some of that, though, you're talking about with Umbrella. Let's start with Umbrella Academy talk about representation. You know, you can you could write a dissertation on what Elliot Page has meant to people, but then you also have a very present representation with The Rumor and Race Riots, and you also have very present representation with LGBT and Q representation for these characters with a, an absolute gamut of Powers and what it means to them, dealing with anxiety, dealing with who they are, coming into their own, has been huge, and we know that's a large part of why the fandom has been so welcoming to us even getting to talk about this show and then you have Lizzo, I mean hard not to get choked up talking about Lizzo because I think it's very easy to call it an unscripted show or a competition or more than that. it mm. is seeing seeing these bodies that are not on television and they're represented in a way where they're not trying to hide it and you're seeing this absolute gamut of colors and skin tones and the care with henry santos is his name henry santos colored that show and worked tirelessly i mean at some point 60 70 hours a week to get these skin tones and costumes to where Lizzo wanted them because her hand was on every part of this show. And Dylan Shadinsky, our head of VFX, who made sure that that woman with that beautiful head of hair, that girl do I relate, (laughs) is never filmed in front of a green screen, which she was and we needed to fix, but it happened and we did it. And I am so proud of that and them for having seen it to the finish line and to get to experience it with all of the big girls (laughs) coming in, it was a huge, awesome moment because they were, they came into the Fairmont, we were staying at the Fairmont and it was just like this massive reunion. Actually,
1: another editorial, uh, I videotaped a breakout dance explosion with the Lizzo dancers right at our hotel room.
0: But it was an experience, so tell me what you think this means for us, because I will always go to South by Southwest, but why will DFT continue going to South by Southwest?
1: Um, because I want to see more, and I think we need to plan uh, more leisure time mm. when we go to South by Southwest so we can see more movies. You know, uh, one of the things I will never forget was the person who um, had that I Love You, Nicolas Cage. Oh. Um, uh, we got pictures of that. Um, there's so much passion, enthusiasm across different disciplines, different lines of work, different cultural impact that South by Southwest is kind of a um, tip of the spear. I think it's where, like cult- again, cultural discussions start. And it's not about being political it's about stories and no matter where anyone is Mm -hmm. on the political spectrum i think the one thing that could bring us together better is to tell good stories you might not like this story or that story in fact we saw the you interviewed um spaz spaz like that was profound like
0: for those who don't know um, spaz was a vfx artist who gave us uh, the T-1000 in Terminator 2, who was an absolute inextricable inextricable part of ILM in the late 90s, early 2000s. And we got to hang out with him.
1: Yeah, and we got to see the movie. Um, And so it's not about where you are on some continuum about a school of thought. But it's about the rigor of storytelling. And once once you experience that, and, and I think we're part of that, you know, we're technical, we're creative, but we're hanging out with complex, interesting people that really occupy all political realms
0: well i also want to talk about the fact that like you know while we're in those back rooms it's like oh there's kimball musk who is elon's brother and has been a huge part in starting these companies there's james elroy who wrote la confidential in the black dahlia mm-hmm. and there is pete Buttigieg, and there you know it's just it's it is the great leveling of people that are honestly trying to give their best effort to contribute to the world and for us this tiny little post house on Koanga path or on cuanga um it's just offering what we have to share and what we want people to know about those making an impact on your life we have a small impact that we get to be a part of in bringing these stories to life but if you only knew how many more trenches they have to cross to bring those stories to you, it's it's all the more impactful to your own soul. And so that's why we do this. I want to be a part of that.
1: I will say about the leveling, just first impressions, and I did not get to partake. I think I went out to one or two dinners at most. And the other cool thing was hanging out at Allie's house, your friend, shooting drop episodes mm-hmm. and having dinner and... There's that marvelous picture of all of us hanging out there. Um, th- those are the things I won't forget. In terms of leveling, like one thing that just struck me is if you look at NCISLA, it's been on for 13 seasons, potentially more. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few TV shows that's been around that long. And when you look at it, you realize that most of the people who watch NCISLA are in middle America. So... I think if a leveling is going to happen at South by Southwest, it should be not only doing what it's doing, it should be more, you know, including more voices that are thoughtful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Be an arbiter of good debate, just like what I remember in high school. Two ideas, and they face off in the f- same framework. No one gets to out, shout or outdo. Rather, you have a format. And then you deliver your argument, and then it, and it gets responded to, and so on and so forth. That kind of decorum is what everybody needs, including South by Southwest.
0: Including media and entertainment and post-production.
1: Including NAB and including mm-hmm. all societies. There needs to be some kind of format where the best ideas rise to the top instead of what is more commonly you know, had, which is this side and that side, and that side is absolutely wrong, and that side is absolutely right, That would be interesting um, because we work on shows that run the gamut of all political types and and regional experiences. I mean, stories transcend that political thing that is so polarized and so kind of boring, to be quite honest. It
0: is because I think this conversation is actually even bigger than anything, quote unquote, political, because it comes down to, at the end of the day, what I think you and I would agree on, human versus human. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it was very apparent at South by Southwest and some of our, our more recent shows, the line between post and production, two teams that are often at war with one another. Perfect analogy. They are just coming together and the line is getting more and more invisible because we do need each other for the whole to succeed we have got to leverage one another, be in concert with one another, talk sooner. And it's it's just it's it's not about being political or someone being right versus wrong like you said, let the best ideas surface. And we've long had something here at DFT where it's like we treat it like an emergency room. Okay, bear with me. I know you've heard these stories, but <laughs> some of my favorite books are things like um Atul Gawande's The Checklist Manifesto, How to Get Things Right, The Upside of Stress, all of these books that actually talk about how if you bring all of your big brains into a room, yes. treat it like an emergency room. Yes. Even if it's a gunshot wound to the shoulder, they need to know what does that impact nerve damage wise? What does that impact mobility wise? What does that impact on the heart? What is that impact on the bone structure? Mm -hmm. Are there fragments? All of these things, they need everyone in the room to make the best decision possible as fast as possible. Yes. And that's how we treat things here. And that's a large part of why I love South by Southwest. You can be waiting in a line next to a biochemist Mm -hmm. on one side and a... Journalist from Piedmont, North Dakota, on the other, and then a VFX person from upstate New York is right behind them. But then within earshot is someone who does water samples like free water
1: advertisement on a free bottle of water. 15% Mm -hmm. of their revenue goes to a charitable good.
0: And this is your brain opens up,
1: yeah,
0: because you remember. That there is life outside of your focus yeah there are so many people doing so much good out there that we don't get proximity to on a regular basis that's
1: better said i think we are we always have been what even before i knew it interdisciplinary creative and technical thick skin to deal with politics and just psychological Mm -hmm. challenges Uh, On all fronts.
0: You have dear friends that you agree with in no way whatsoever on a lot of different fronts. I I
1: do. And just consider March is when South by Southwest happened, right? Which Mm -hmm. is also like our supposed 23rd anniversary as a company. You
0: know that we only got back two weeks ago today.
1: Yes. Yeah. It (laughs) it, It does take a little while to unpack because we work hard and I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of you for putting that together that was crazy <laughs> was <a> <laughs> i i, I really did not i mean i've been to conventions i mean i i i try to get you excited about the pacific telecommunications council which happens in hawaii and how important i think that is right
0: we'll go to hawaii
1: all the telecommunications company come together and they hang out and they talk about like lighting up an island state with a satellite and how relevant that is to But it's one of the most dailies. wired
0: parts. It is the most wired part of America, Hawaii.
1: Yes. I don't um, know if
0: people know that.
1: So like here I am for the first time at South by Southwest. That was bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly we'll go back. This time we're going to, like I said, protect for a little bit more leisure and 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 make sure the car services are <laughs> operating and Austin was shell-shocked in terms of the service industry, yeah. the restaurants, the hotels. It was the first time since the mm-hmm. pandemic that it was all in. There was a
0: lot of grace. There was a lot of grace. Because there was a lot of
1: cool people. There's a
0: lot of cool people, but it's also, you know, this is, again, another first domino for them. To admit that we might not get it perfect, but we're going to do it.
1: Yeah, we and they want, did.
0: We want to watch... These brains come back. We want to watch the world get back to it. And honestly, we sent a team of you, me, Spence Jr., Andrea, Carlo, Travis, seven people. We all came back.
1: Healthy. Yeah. Well, we actually sent a lot more than that. We sent uh, the the shows we talked about and
0: Mike, Ali, s- yeah, the nieces, Jeff, Steve uh kip melissa 10 it, it sounds like or 15 close
1: to, yeah 15 yeah 15 plus people that and i'm so glad we invested in that way we got to see andrea
0: mm-hmm. hanging
1: out with all these big wigs right <laughs> um
0: oh she had a photo shoot. <laughs> yeah well so for me, at least, I think next year we might cap it to one panel. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm an overachiever. I underpromise and overdeliver. It'll probably be two more draw or two more featured panels. But... You know
1: what? Even if it's one, um, just the fact that we will be going back and mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, just as well and actually partake in other people's stories while, we're yeah. ma- while we are making our little impact.
0: Number one, huge shout out to Austin Nauert who is the senior programmer for South by Southwest. We could not have done that without him. He was such a blessing and a gift and such a huge help. It, it was a lot to try and plan for with South by Southwest's return to in-person um I think even they would say that they had a lot of moving pieces and next year is just going to be oh so wild
1: and there was Spencer and Spencer Jr helping us out and it Even was the their nieces. first time.
0: Even the, the nieces, nieces helped with setup set up and tear down. Jason went
1: and tore it down and mm-hmm. we like scotch tape our drop background inside the hotel. The
0: whole other thing. Oh, I should have brought the thing that like, well, we have it up there. You have
1: the fine, little slice, remember? I you, did. So you wanted to cut our old little marquee so that we keep one little section. I was so section. sad that
0: we didn't get to keep it. So yeah. I at least wanted a section. We'll probably end up framing it like some sort of battle flag, but Yeah. Well...
1: We'll get a better one with a better material and uh, we always learn from our lessons.
0: I think we learned a lot. This was a really good experience for us and a really great foray into what can and will be. Like We have a real opportunity to um, not only enjoy, like you said, have more leisure time with some really bright minds, Yes. a, a swimming pool of opportunity to like expand and grow and think about things in a way that we don't always get challenged to think in those ways but also to kind of share what you know a lot of people think we're so secretive about like since the pandemic we have not been we haven't needed to thanks to
1: the drop and by the way Mm -hmm. the first drop was about six months ago and look how much has happened since there's thousands of people that actually are like listening and Mm -hmm. and learning about post-production what the fuck is post-production what the fuck has
0: been the drop i mean uh and it's in all fairness we've been producing for six months it was nine months ago it was june 30th of 2021 was our first drop and march 30th 2022 will be our fourth season premiere wow fourth season congrats sister cheers congrats to us we did good Ladies and gents, thank you for joining us in this South by Southwest season of The Drop. We've got some really cool stuff lined up for you coming out after. And we'll see you next time right here on The Drop. Bye, y'all. Yeehaw! (laughs) We did it. That was fun. That was fun.